The Life Series. Powered by Amicus. With your host, Heather Story. And welcome back to the live series podcast brought to you by Amicus. This is the podcast that gives you insight into the life and role of tech leaders from all over the world. Today, I'm joined by Yusuf Thawad, Head of Engineering over at PaperShift. Hi, Yusuf. Oh, you're already waving. I love that. I love that. <laughs> and I'm like, how are you doing? You okay? But you're just like, yep, I'm here. I'm here. For you. Let's go. <laughs> I love that. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. It just really, that's just such a lovely level to set the podcast up, that energy there with that wave. That's wicked. Um, mm. <laughs> so I hadn't really heard of PaperShift too much um, before speaking with you. So for those who, like me, haven't either, um, do you want to maybe just give us a little bit of insight into PaperShift and, and then a little bit about your role there as well? Yeah, sure. So um, PaperShift is a software product company based in Karlsruhe in Germany. Um, mainly the, what the product does is employee, um, shift, uh, leave time tracking management. Um, I mean, uh, to use buzzwords, it's in the cloud. You got to do that on the cloud. You don't have to install really anything. Um, yeah, that's, that's what PaperShift does. Sweet. So you're head of engineering over there. Um, it sounds like the the product of PaperShift is super organized, helps people manage um, themselves and their time. Um, as head of engineering, presumably you have to be uber managed and uber organized and, and, and all of the above. So how, how just tell me a little bit about your role there and, and maybe a little bit about your background, how you got to this point. Sure. Yeah, so um, at PaperShift, uh, like I said, I, I am head of engineering. I started as a front-end team lead. Um, and then I think I just um, eventually uh, did a good job and got promoted into that position. Um, and mainly what I do is just coordinate the teams, work on uh, long-term plans, uh, also align that with um, the product team, uh, so we work as product and engineering. Um, my team inside is uh, just broken down into sub-teams. We have the front-end team. We have the back-end team. Uh, currently, we are, we are outsourcing our mobile team. Um, yeah. Um, it, I mean, uh, th that's uh, how much detail I got into. Uh, let me know if 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 you wanna if you wanna know a little bit more. I'm I, I'm not <laughs> sure where 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 to stop. <laughs> no, it's cool. Sometimes I just can't stop people, and that's that's great. <laughs> um, no, it's cool because it's interesting to learn about the different structures within teams, especially when you're the head. Um, so mm -hmm. just talk me through, like, yeah, go go talk me a little bit through about did you play a part in creating that structure? Was it already there when you arrived or kind of how has that developed um, over time and how have you found it? Yeah. So um, when, when I joined PaperShift, we mainly, we, um, it worked in a way that it was, it was just called the product team. And in the product team, you had different functions. Uh, so you had the front end and the back end, and each had their own sprints. Um, they worked in their own way, but of course they had dependencies. Um, 
And as time went by, we realized that um, there's there there are better ways, uh, more efficient ways to structure our team. And that's how we got to uh, cross-functional teams where we actually took a few people from each of the functions, put them in one team, called them a squad. And the idea is that each of the squads are capable of delivering things um, fully on their own with no external dependencies. So yeah, so they can they can just move a lot faster. Um, so that's one dimension. Um, and then there's another dimension where there's still the functions of the team front end and back end uh, still there um, with their uh, team lead and tech lead um, there that uh, um, are directly reporting to me. And um, the kind of things we discuss together are completely um, different. They're mainly about engineering um, stuff like uh, quality coverage, um, what do we plan to do um, the following years, what kind of technologies. Um, so yeah, um, that's 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 that. Also one interesting change uh, I, I uh, which which is kind of about what I'd be probably talking a lot about today, which is um, soft skills. Um, they they um, uh, previously, so it worked in a way that, you know, if if you're a senior engineer and you want to be promoted to whatever comes next, it's usually someone who is is supposed to work with people a lot more and code a lot less. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got to a point where um, we realized that that actually doesn't really fit with everyone. You know, you you, you know, f fish can't climb trees. Uh, they do a lot better in the water. And uh, that's when I, I just did some research and asked some other people uh, I know, what do they do about that? And then I realized, yeah, there, there needs to be two tracks for, you know, to support, um, to be more inclusive, um, to put people in the right place so they can thrive. And that's where we got to the decision of having two tracks um, for people to, to progress. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like you've had a pretty heavy, um impact on on the structure over there as well um so you kind of also segued me into a couple of points that i definitely do want to cover um we'll come to soft skills um um in a little bit but I, I'm, I'm dying to know kind of a little bit more about like you said that you were promoted internally to get to where you are now um so how is that something that still happens in paper shift do you still kind of elevating people within the team is it is it how did you how does it kind of work with your your hiring structure or do you kind of prioritize internal um hires first yeah of course i mean um when i came to paper shift that's a culture that was there and i i actually learned that and i appreciate that a lot that the first priority is internal uh people um if for some reason we we can't find whatever we need uh internally uh we then as a second priority try to hire in some cases consult um if it's not really um necessary to hire someone just have a consultant give us what we need to know and then it stays internal mm. yeah no, that's cool. I think that's a that's a sign of a healthy culture, isn't it? I think when people want to kind of develop within themselves and you've got, there's so many benefits to doing that. It just makes sense, doesn't it? It's the same sort of function here at Amicus. We really, really focus on hiring internally. I think we've had like something stupid, like 
I think about five, I think we've had five promotions last month or something like that, like just internally. And, and so it's, it's, yeah, it's a hundred percent agree with everything that you just said. Basically. Yeah. Um, very important. Yeah, definitely. Um. So in terms of hiring, when you do hire externally, um, do you find that there's some pitfalls in the hiring not necessarily your process but in terms of like what kind of challenges do you come across when hiring externally yeah um yeah well hiring externally means um it's always it's always very difficult because in the end we're 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 people um and it's a group of people that would be working together and it's just not really only about what you can do as a person, as in like you could use this tool or you could use this language. Um, the success of a hire uh, is dependent on so many other factors. And um, being able to actually tell and assess and um, be a match, a true match uh, with someone, um, that can be hard to do. Um, especially with a very um uh hmm. like uh, the the tech space is super diverse and super big uh, with so many backgrounds and uh, so many kinds of people from everywhere and you just got to be able to to you know um be skilled enough to 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 put those people in the right place from different backgrounds and 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 make it work and and that's um can can sometimes be tricky <laughs> i can imagine that's that's a that's a pretty big challenge I, I was speaking to um i think one of my previous guests sabine saeed she runs a globally kind of fully remote team and and with them being global there's dozens of different cultures and um different priorities with people and <clears throat> that was a really interesting thing to bring up because it was <clears throat> kind of focused on how do you manage that how do you approach all these different kind of mindsets and um so let's let's talk about um that a little bit like because I think when you think of kind of tech professionals you don't your instinct isn't to think they must have brilliant soft skills like you think of intelligent people and sometimes even for, for for lack of a better phrase a little bit more of an introverted community perhaps so um tell me tell me kind of what your experience is when um let's use interviews as an example maybe when 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 looking for soft skills and how do you how can you tell when someone's got decent soft skills <laughs> it's it's super it's super hard uh let's start with that it's it's not easy um but the way so what i learned is um that i need to i need to adjust our hiring process so that it includes that um and i kind of like um allocated a lot of time so during the hiring process we have uh, uh, allocated time just for behavioral uh, questions uh, and and it's it's a decent chunk of time um, and the questions are designed in a way to assess people um, for specific traits um, and those questions not necessarily are some your typical um top 10 behavioral questions on, on Google that you find out. No, um, we, we actually 
um, thought about real life situations where you can come across day to day and um, what would you do then? And why would you do that? Um, but then why is that? So like five levels of whys deep into their answers. Um, we, all, we, we had this applicant once tell us that um, the, the interview process is very unique. It's very philosophical and um, he, he just hasn't uh, experienced that before, um, which I, I, I took that really uh, as a praise. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, um, that's how we approached it, uh, pro appro approached this, um, this, this, this problem. Yeah. yeah, I think I would definitely have taken that as a compliment, to be honest. Um, I think it is refreshing when you're a candidate and you see a different kind of way of interviewing. And I think as well, when especially when the focus is on soft skills, it comes across as some, uh, you know, the company genuinely values their people already because they want someone who is going to be absolutely on the nail when it comes to getting along with those people. And that's you know, maybe it can be seen as daunting, I guess, to some candidates, but I think the right candidate will see that as a good thing and, and see it as some a company that genuinely cares about not just who's coming in, but who's already there and how they're going to gel with those individuals and not just someone that's going to bring results for the company. Um, Just a little bit on that, actually, how, how you know, how, how do you, is your team remote or is it hybrid or? It, hybrid. Hybrid, yeah. So is that is that does that come with its own challenges as well? I guess when you're trying to, obviously you you're obviously someone who focuses a lot on communication and 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 enhancing people's soft skills within your team. Um, how how do you go about doing that? How do you make people connected? Super challenging again, um, <laughs> especially because we have a hybrid team here in Germany, um, but also we have um, we have we do also have remote employees in other countries that are um, in the process of relocating to Germany, um, which you can imagine takes a lot of time. And during that time, we got to figure out ways to keep people um, connected. And um, yeah, so I think there were three aspects uh, to manage that. Uh, one is having basically very low context um in the company document everything um document culture document decisions made um and that's what we do i mean we use notion uh we put almost everything we can on notion um so that things are more asynchronous people can figure out what it's like uh through that um, the, the second thing is, of course, the tooling. Um, so asynchronous tooling, you have Slack, Asana, Jira, all, all that kind of stuff available. Um, the third thing, which is actually one of our current projects, is informal communication, um, which is very important. Um, how do you cover that aspect where you have people talk to each other? But then it's not forced, as in like your um, your manager just wants you to speak, uh, join this coffee chat, and it's in your calendar, uh, which we, we actually tried but didn't work out. And then I realized that you know you, you don't you, you can't really just um, or it's just it's just not going to be very genuine or effective. Um, so what we got to is something like a um, something like a Discord server. 
where, and again, coming back to people who are introverted, um, they like very much to be in control of how much socializing they can do. So I will socialize when I feel like I want to socialize. Um, and not necessarily also problem of being in an office is that you're not in control of that because <laughs> stuff happens all the time. You want to focus or, or whatever. Maybe today you don't feel like it. So um, having such a space for people to um, have informal discussions, just chat about stuff, hang out um, is very important. Um, yeah. Yeah, I feel like especially what you were saying there about kind of forced fun and forced conversation, it 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 just does kind of more damage, I suppose, in in some certain circumstances, doesn't it? I guess if um especially when you're dealing with like you say introverts and <clears throat> so how do you kind of say you have got a team of introverts? Just talk me through. Uh, an introverted tech professional who has good soft skills what does that look like an introverted tech professional that has good soft skills so in terms of if you're kind of <clears throat> so is, is that possible to kind of be an introvert <laughs> and and have good soft skills yes I think people like that have a um I call it a uh, an internal an internal extrovert battery <laughs> uh, you know like how some people like they regardless I mean out, outside of the tech context um, you know on the party or in an outing where there's some people that may seem like very social and very fun but then actually they're they really appreciate staying at home and 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 um having some time at home and not really going out much, but then when they have to, or they are, they're doing all the extroverted stuff. Um, I, I don't remember the exact name for this. I read an article about it, but it's basically, they have like this, this small battery um, of extrovertedness uh, that they consume uh, while being in, in, in such places or in such situations. Um, because, soft skills are about uh communicating and about uh, sometimes um very emotionally draining um situations um where you do need that kind of capacity um yeah yeah i would agree i think i think i'm i'm definitely someone who's guilty of only having a small social battery um it definitely runs out from time to time um and then especially if you've had a long day at work or something and then you've, you've got plans in the evening your battery's <laughs> already gone you don't want to go anywhere um I totally get that um let's just flick back to hiring um how do you how do you set standards when you're hiring um what you know how how do you a, set them what do they look like and and then how do you maintain them as well mm -hmm. um I mean we've we uh, we've set uh I mean we have our values um and that's something we check for in the hiring process but on top of our values we have a competency matrix um <clears throat> which basically define what is a senior or what is an intermediate at paper shift how does this person should look like from a technical 
technical skills level to soft skills level, it contains um, about 29 uh, skills. Um, things like writing code, software architecture, debugging, and then you have um, giving and receiving feedback, uh, communication, delivery ability, how reliable are you, uh, your commitments um, when you make them. Um, so there, there are about 29. And we use that as a way to assess uh, people. Um, and then actually when we make a hire, uh, we do kind of a calibration um, phase during people's probation period where we're calibrating them on the framework and then we're actually seeing um, where they are there. Um, yeah, and we maintain them by like, if for some reason someone thinks, um, I don't feel very uh, good about this thing or the description of that. Maybe should, let's let's just try something different. Um, yeah, we we do actually. We had a conversation recently about some of the descriptions of of the of the skills. They weren't really they didn't feel very right, and uh, we had a feedback round and we adjusted them. So everything is up for um, discussion. And um, yeah, <clears throat> when you're hiring. Um... Obviously, we we covered some like technical stuff there. When you're in terms of someone's personality, how do you how can you tell how somebody is going to perform once you've hired them? Is there a way of sort of knowing? I know you said before we touched on soft skills, but is there is there an element of predictability um, in an interview? Do you do you maybe? I'm obviously not looking for an example, but in the past, in any experience, have you ever had a sort of hire that you've thought mm, this might you know we'll, we'll give them a shot, but it might not go ahead? Or have you do you kind of have an instinct about those things, or is there a way that you can kind of adjust your you know your interviewing? Of course, I mean there there are there there has been situations where it's it's a very mixed feeling thing, and honestly, usually, um, like your gut feeling is right about those things. Um, when it's just mixed, it it's just yeah, um, probably not a good idea. Um. And I mean, we do have our probation period um, because you know they might not like our culture even uh, when they join, and and that's okay. Um, or or we just don't things don't click. Um, so we we do have that period of of testing out things, but generally, so we 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 save uh, their time and our time if if it just feels um, not 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 so good for some reason, uh, we just don't um, proceed. Um, but but about the behavioral stuff, um, yeah. <laughs> it's you it's um, pretty much. <laughs> no, it's it's, <laughs> it's it's um uh it, it it's always not an easy thing, but but we 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 do our best. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine. I, I like that short and sweet, very diplomatic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've just got two more questions um, for you this afternoon or this morning, mm -hmm. wherever you are. Um, honestly, it's so I get. I guess sometimes they'll be in like Austin, Texas, or some of them will be in Sweden or something. And I've just 
I'm just like you're going yeah. on my time frame like and I'm not I, I'm gonna be ignorant and refuse to accept anyone else's <laughs> just too much just too much jumping around um absolutely <laughs> so um obviously it sounds like you're doing a really good job over there at paper shift um I, I, I think having a um a, a uh, a leader who who values soft skills and, and cultural fit so much um is so important for a team so i imagine that they're they're pretty fond of you as a leader um i'm assuming <clears throat> but in three words how do you think that they would describe you as a leader yeah yeah that's very tough uh, to answer but um i think i uh i i i I would rather refer to um, actually some feedback I got. So it is act actual feedback. It's just sure. not me thinking of myself like the best person in the world. Yeah. Um, so I, I was told that I'm a calm person. Um, I'm not bossy. Uh, so I'm, I'm very okay with having someone do something um, as long as their expectations um, do it your way. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, and actively looking for solutions um I, which is true i i really um in, in all in our team i mean uh, everyone um we we just don't we we don't do the passive um thing where yeah it's just the way it is and yeah what can we do about it so um we're generally all of us looking for um always better ways to do things yeah, I love yeah. that. You, I, I think I can, as, as someone who doesn't work for you, I can definitely agree with the calm, um, the calmness around you. You're definitely someone who's who's um, laid back in the best way possible. Um, I can imagine, I, can't, I couldn't imagine you uh, telling anybody off or anything like that for doing something wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's wicked. Um, and I love that you got feedback from your team as well. Um, not a lot of people kind of go to that instinctive thing they've always got like maybe they might have like three words prepared already that they thought of themselves but I love that you've actually used real evidence um and you haven't just blown your own trumpet so I love that thank <sighs> you for that um so my last question that I, I always close with this one and it gets some really interesting answers um uh, what kind of advice uh, would you have for tech professionals who want to be where you are today yeah um just really um soft skills can be things that are um thought as like that's just a i don't know an hr thing uh <laughs> but it, it's really not uh it can go a really really long way um and can um really help you to progress really fast um just yeah know, know how to you don't have to be really 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 good but just um how to say the right things, speak with people, communicate right, be honest and transparent, get feedback. Um, it, it's very important, very cool. Um, at, at least in 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 paper shift engineering team, we uh, we've established that we we value that a lot more than technical skills because in the end, if you're a really um, a really really skilled engineer, but you um, you have the wrong attitude. Um, and, and I'm not talking about paper shift or engineer engineering team in paper shift, just from a perspective of a manager or in any company, um, that's a lot more harmful, um, to the culture or the place than the value you are actually, um, contributing. 
So um, just from a pure objective point of view, um, plus minus, it's um, might not be worth it. So um, yeah. I love that. I love that because I think it is something that gets overlooked and that's kind of why I was excited to talk to you about it today because there is so much focus on <clears throat> on, on technical ability. Um, I can hear, obviously, I'm, I'm marketing, so I'm not one of the recruiters at Amicus, but I can hear a lot of the conversations that they have and it, you know, it's it's obviously going to be um, orientated around technical ability, but there's, I think one thing that the, our consultants are particularly good at is kind of spotting people's soft skills and they'll gen they'll be really honest as well with 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 candidates and say you know you're not quite right for this role because they can kind of just read people um and, and I think it's that ability to read people as a leader um and make the right decisions on behalf of your team when hiring that that makes a really good leader and it sounds like you're doing a really good job over at Paper Shift. Um <clears throat> so if you're watching on YouTube you can hover over the logo in the corner. I think it's this one. It might be that one. I, I, I never get that right. Um, yeah, yeah, or it might be up there. I don't know. It might be up there with Yusuf. Um, <laughs> uh, you can hit subscribe. Totally lost my flow there. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and TikTok for updates. Head over to our website, amicusjobs.com, for all of your updates on Python, Golang, JavaScript, and machine learning roles everywhere. Um, Yusuf, thank you so much again. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been really insightful. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. Mm -hmm.